Am I the only one who watches? Are you the one? Am I the only one is the name of this podcast. Hello and welcome to Am I the Only One, the premier podcast about MTV's dating reality show, Are You the One? And, uh... This is this is the first podcast intro in Am I the Only One history to make it this far into it and not really have a direction planned out. So uh, this intro actually sucks. Okay. Wait. <laughs> I thought you were going to turn that around. I thought that was a bit. I thought you were going somewhere with it, but... No, he's, he's referencing the episode, <laughs> but I think, I wonder how many people even under, like knew he was referencing the episode. I did not. I just will admit right now, I do not know what he's referencing. I'd love to know. Though. I'm turning through my notes desperately to like remember what was said, <laughs> if I even wrote it down. <laughs> who, who said that, Jake? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> so, no, I know. <laughs> so as you heard. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. And I'm uh, Benji. <laughs> Who was it? And this is Am I the Only One? Uh, and so I was opening up with a reference to a Dimitri quote. Dimitri said it. About this season. <laughs> How they do suck. As you can the imagine. first season in Are You the One history to have zero perfect matches going into week nine. <laughs> so we actually suck. Yeah, yeah he, did, he did say that. And... I think what's really poetic about that and the intro is that uh, he was kind of right. Like, what he was saying was right. Like, they weren't doing a good job. And I was trying to pull off that joke. But as we heard from Benji, (laughs) I was just kind of right. I knew what you were doing. I knew, I knew, I kind of knew what was happening, but I knew right away Benji didn't. You can yeah, Benji doesn't know. I, I can guess that most of the listeners don't know. You can't reference a Dimitri quote and expect anyone to know what you're talking about. Fair yeah. enough. I would say 90% of the listeners just fade out when he talks. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's like referencing like the bass line from a, any band, really. Like, oh, remember when the bassist in that song did that? It's just like, yeah. what? That killed. <laughs> Um, the funny thing is, we were sitting here for about 20 minutes as Jake said nothing. But this is a little inside baseball for you guys, for you <laughs> folks, but we were a little behind the scenes. I guess it's not inside baseball. But it was, it was for 20 minutes, we were just sitting here, but Jake said nothing, and then he, he got it. And then Benji still doesn't get it. So. <laughs> because I had to sit here for 20 minutes while he struggled to think of something, and then he, I thought he just said, fuck it. I'm just going to own the fact that I didn't think of anything. But evidently, he was referencing a Dimitri quote, which I think is even worse than that. <laughs> hey, as I watched the episode with him, he didn't remember who Alexis was, so keep that in mind. <laughs> He's so mad. Jake, don't be mad at me. <laughs> Jake, all your credibility, all of your clout, it's gone. It's gone now. Sorry, Jake, do you want to start over? You start You're Brian like, Williams. <laughs> what do you want to go into first? I don't know. There was This episode was interesting because there was a lot of like little just, we'll show you this quick, we'll show you this quick. Yeah, what a bit. We're getting hints at the perfect matches, I think. Wait. There's 
tossing them in there for There's us. There's one place where we need to start, guys. Is it Keith yeah, the Stats got, Guy? That's where I want to Keith start. Keith the Noble <laughs> Stats Guy. Because we opened the episode and he talks about giving love a chance. And then, you know what? He gave everyone a chance. That, 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 da. We got down to where the last second. And now he's got to lay down the statistical law. Yeah, exactly. And he, I mean, obviously, he, he laid himself out to be the stats guy, but whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a stats guy. So. Is he getting paid hey, from Virginia did. or wherever the fuck he went? Because he references like Virginia, oh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Oh, that's that's better actually. Uh, he references every chance he gets. So, so question: Does that when he says he studied math and statistics there, does that mean he got like a degree in a related field, or just that he took a math class and a statistics? Well, class? I studied Spanish at the University <laughs> of Iowa. <laughs> I'm going to give him a little more credit here and say that he took multiple classes, like multiple statistics classes, but it's very possible he took like one gen ed and he's just, he's milking it. To be fair, probably more uh, education on that than the rest of the cast. Fair, yeah, Easily. certainly. I mean, <laughs> but like he also I mean we want to get into like he doesn't he wasn't using stats really you know what I mean he's like he's still he kind of was but like compared to prior casts they really were doing less than like most in terms of figuring out the numbers and what like the matches are yeah so his strategy was to uh look at he kind of figured out like I think a group of a, a few matches that he thought were likely, uh, but he wasn't a hundred percent sure of any of them, obviously. Uh, and then he started going through each of the single beam weeks. They were like, "Let's go th- through the single beam weeks and see if we can figure anything out." They did not figure anything out. Like they were going through and they had multiple possibilities. They had gotten to an argument about possibilities. And he just picked what he thought was the single beam for some week. Yeah. Not really based on anything. No, just well, no. Just like it was, it was possible. It, was it wasn't one of the choices. It wasn't even like he was using like purely like here are the odds. It was like he asked like Shad and Aubrey, "What do you guys think? You guys a couple?" And then he didn't like what they said. Like it wasn't. <laughs> it was literally feelings. He was using not stats. Like it was. I, well, to be fair, what the Shad said about him and Audrey was totally disqualifying. <laughs> <laughs> Still though, it shouldn't matter. We're trying to look at the look at the like the odds. That's all we're trying to look at here. Not like no matter what Shad says, you're probably gonna be like, okay, Shad, get the hell out of here. Like there was no point even asking him what's going on. The Shad had a bad episode, but I think we should save it. Um, Yeah, I got some hot takes on Shad on the Shad though. I might stop calling him the Shad. In fact, oh wow, he lost the yeah. (laughs) Um. My my other brother problem was like, you have nothing to do with this house besides drink all day, um, and I just, I know you'd be able to figure out the we know it's, we know it's solved. We talked about it last week, like the, the numbers going into this week, even before the truth booth, we knew mm-hmm. this it was solved. Like they, they had the numbers out there. I think if you just sat around there all day, you'd be able to figure it out, right? I think I think mean, if I sat around, I could have a good chance. You just sitting around just doing the numbers, you could at least. Do better than they did. I so the thing better is, the stats guy. The thing is, I think I could do it with a lot more confidence as soon as there's at least one beam. So 
this is the week where there could be a lot more confidence because you finally have one. Yeah. One piece of the puzzle where you didn't have to do anything complicated. You didn't have to write things down and go because you, you can't write anything down. You can't go back through like your plots because you can't write anything down. So it's all you can figure something out and you have to figure it out and you have to know it. And that really all you can know is that one piece. So if you figure out a match somehow with the combinations that something suggests to you a perfect match, you figure that out, but you can't ever double check your process after that because you couldn't write it down. So I would only ever really feel confident about sitting down and trying to figure things out as soon as there was a truth booth success, which yeah. we can get into it. They finally had this week. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Do you want to talk about more of Shad, the, uh, not Shad, uh, Keith, the stats guy? Um, I mean, Keith, I will say before we move on that for the first time in Are You the One history and Am I the One history, I am rooting for a no match to not separate, and that is Keith and Alexis. <laughs> I'm actively rooting for them to stay together. Yes. They're America's couple, guys. They I mean, are. Let's, it's Virginia Tech and West Virginia. You know, they're kind of in the same little area. I, I just think they're, they, they're beautiful. She was she made a joke about, I'm not sure if Keith can do the numbers, but he could do me or something. Like, it was, I don't remember what she said, but I loved it. And there was <laughs> even more with Keith and Alexis and numbers for a little scene in this episode with the Keith and Alexis threesome dream bit. <laughs> yeah. Great. He's really pitching that threesome. Like, yeah, he I, I, was. I mean, I, if, he did not have that dream whatsoever. No, yeah. No way. <laughs> like, Zoe, though. Yeah, I heard the threesome's dream was Zoe. You guys wouldn't made out on your own, though. Like, he was... <laughs> no way. Stats guy, he's making up dreams. Big up. He was really like, he had the opening with the stats. Like, it's my turn, my time to shine. And then at the end, he was really like... We can get to it. I guess it's kind of the whole arc of the episode. Is a little bit was Keith sort of, but he was pushing, you know, kind of distancing himself from what he was doing by the end of the episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we'll save it. We'll save okay. it. But you're trending on turf, Nick. Um, before before we get to whatever Jake brought up, which I don't remember what Jake brought up. I just remember it was dumb that he brought it up when he brought it up. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to mention that Michael and Je- Michael and Jules banging right next to Zoe, who was not quite asleep, is exactly the kind of content I want from the show. Like, there should be so yeah. many people having sex at one time that not only is there like one couple who can't get into the boomer room, like because that's only two couples banging at the same time. Like, I need like six couples banging at the same time, so we got people having sex all over the place. And all right next to each other. And I'll, I'll tell you, I I slowed down the footage because there were people sleeping in the, in the living room. Like, there was so much going on that I didn't know that people were sleeping out there. I couldn't believe Keith and Alexis. So we, last week, I think we talked about how they might be a boom, boom room, like, you know, spreadsheet, you know, rentals. Uh-huh. They were sleeping in there. So that must be their – they must have just hunkered down. <laughs> I have and I have one quick thing to add with Keith and Alexis uh, to go along with – so. We were talking, Keith is pitching this threesome. I wanted, and I double-checked my notes, I went back. Mm. I can confirm, episode eight of this season, Keith pitched, after they were the no match, that whoever his theoretical match was, his perfect match, him and Alexis right. should have a threesome. Yeah, he's been doing that. So he's, he's, been he's on, zoned in. He's, he's zoned in. He's, Zoe'd in. But 
It's a picture that the stats guys is up two, three some since ep eight. Where are we on eleven? Yeah. Why are there so many episodes of this show, guys? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? But um I but we gotta see like all of their sleeping quarters and I just really um, I I needed that. I thought I was I liked that. Another reason why we gotta see it is because Zoe was sleeping right next to Michael and Jalas having sex. But still, enjoyed it. The um the other thing, well, there's a couple other things that deserve mention. Um, and maybe, do we want to save the Shad for later? He had a few mentions in the beginning episode. Um, you know, he did compare himself to an oak tree. He had some screen time. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to talk, talk to Shad at any time. I mean, I, I'm never down to speak with him or look at him yeah, in the eyes, but I will certainly yeah. talk about him. <laughs> okay, that wraps up everything that needs, needs to be said about the Shad. Um, <laughs> no. There's more to say. Ooh. Because, uh, guys, I know a lot of, like, special, unique, interesting people. <laughs> you know, people that, you, like, you care about that are caring, and <laughs> that are important. And Shad's one of them. <laughs> I, his move on Audrey, I, I thought of it as, okay, so Audrey was in the room as well when Michael and Gilles were having sex. And I think Kiana may have been too. It might have been the whole gang, like everyone that he slept with already. Um, so she goes outside the home, like right after this happens. And Shad, by the way, wasn't in the room. He was. He had the big couch to himself. We got the shot of Shad on the big couch. So I'm not sure how how he swung that. But I mean, good for Shad. That good for the Shad. That's his biggest one of the season. <laughs> I'm proud of him. But he he goes out there and uh, he tells like he's like consoling Andre. Like this is, you know, you know, this is you, what did he say? You, you said it, but basically he's like, you're a sweet girl. Like a lot of girls. I yeah, know. No, I, I know. I know sweet girls or nice girls or kind What you know, just like yeah, describing. He, I know a lot of these, a bunch of compliments together. I met a lot of these nice people. Yeah. And not leading up to the definitely expected. You're better than. Them oh yeah. All yeah, exactly. Right. Compared to you. It's. And you're, you're one of them. One of them. <laughs> you're one of them. <laughs> you're up there, sure. I, I, I thought it was him either just being dumb, obviously, but it also could have been him like hedging, like I don't want to go too because he clearly likes her, like and he doesn't want to like look too, you know, uh-huh. into her. So could have been a little bit of a hedge, but just I mean, I don't think she thought much of it, luckily. Right. But it did. It did sound. He looked too into her this episode. Certainly. But I think they must know they're a match. Well, they don't know they're a match, I guess. They they feel like they are. Oh, he feels like he's a match so strongly that he questioned Keith wasn't happy. King Keith. Earlier. Yeah, he wasn't happy with King Keith. King and, Keith uh, up in his boom boom throne. He had, yeah, he gave he gave Keith like a, a Trumpian nickname. <laughs> he was like, really trying to make happen and no one responded to it. No one. He like pitched like three different times, like <laughs> yeah, three different like, guys. King Keith, right? And there's like <laughs> what? <laughs> But he got, I would say, in the end, he got Keith with the best zinger of all. Oh, what zinger did he get him with? I don't know if it's a zinger. Hit us with a zinger, Jake. A great turn of Don't back down. Does Keith live inside my heart? I don't think so. He's not paying rent. I actually did think, I liked the shot when he said that, actually. That was the best thing. God damn it. That was the funniest thing he said all season. Because he didn't say it, even like tongue-in-cheek or anything in a way it was all like it was earnest and it was straight-faced yeah like in the same like tone that he only he only has one tone like he is even when he argues it just like 
yeah, I just don't even understand why you're doing this, Keith. Like, it's, he's like, he's going to murder somebody. I think we should be nervous. I, I don't know. I'm still kind of warming up to him. I don't know why you're hating on him so much. That is, he, uh, the, I mean, I was kind of being torn apart from the Shad and Keith's beef this episode, but I did enjoy Keith telling the Shad to shut the fuck up. I did enjoy it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Maybe yeah. uncalled for, but the shadow's being kind of unreasonable. The shadow instigated it. But what sealed the deal for me and made Keith 100% in the right and the shadow 100% in the wrong, even though uh, factually based on the matches, it was the exact opposite of that, is that the shad backed down from Keith at the matchup. And then we we cut to a post-matchup confessional of just the shad in there. And he's talking shit, and it is as weak as hell because he knows Keith would beat his ass. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, first of all, you know nobody's going to beat your ass on a reality show because there's producers and security there, and there's other cast members. Like, you can pretty much do whatever you want on a reality show. Like, worst exactly. case, you're taking one punch. You're taking, like, no real damage. The worst I've ever seen anybody get on a reality show is a black eye, and that's the absolute worst I've ever seen. So it's like, if you really beat with someone, you can confront them and do whatever you want, especially on this show because they're all on a team. If you get kicked off, I assume you don't get money, and it would just ruin the whole show, and they really don't want to kick anyone off. So it's just like... What are you doing? The the worst thing I, I've just to kind of the, the worst I've ever seen anybody get injured in a fight was CT like six or seven years ago on the challenge. I think it was Adam. You remember that when Keith when CT really got on him and like got like two good punches in and he was like pretty messed up. Um, yeah, but Keith, and the size Keith, difference there is insane. Yeah, yeah but Keith isn't CT and Chad is bigger than Adam. Like this is this is like that's not really a yep. perfect comparison. Um, but that was the worst I've ever seen. And I don't know. I mean, I don't understand. He also made fun of his size at one point. Keith, they say he was like on steroids. Yeah, which is he was really not okay with Keith. Well, it's like <laughs> you're on Are You the One? Like being on steroids would be a huge bonus. You can't be on steroids during the show. So it's factually incorrect. So he's pretty much trying to poke fun yeah. at Keith for being too jacked, yeah. which is horrible on the show because <laughs> everyone is too jacked. Yeah. Besides, and like, this little tribe of guys that doesn't do anything. I'm quickly, quickly, quickly absolutely finding irredeemable. Not to jump <laughs> around too much, but E-Money had a horrible episode. I've been against him <laughs> since day one, but I, I thought – I honestly believed him. Like, this guy's probably going to have, like, some redeeming uh, moments during the season or whatever. Like, E-Money just sucks. Like, 100% just sucks. I don't want to be around that guy. I'd rather hang out with Kareem 10 times out of 10 over E-Money. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jake? I don't even know. I just that e money. I I'm I just another thing about e money. I I we talked about the first or second episode. We thought he was gonna have like an arc. Yeah, there was gonna be like an arc where he was gonna find a girl, and it was gonna be like really nice that he because they kind of presented at the beginning of the episode like I'm tired of like guys like me and not getting you know girls and I don't know. Turns out MTV had no interest in that. Well, e money had no interest in doing it obviously either. But presenting as some type of you know goofy guy getting a girl but there, there it wasn't there right and maybe we'll be maybe we got one we got one more episode who knows no I don't, I don't that's that's how happen. bad he fucked up this whole season though <laughs> mtv wanted so bad like if they could even got one kiss like a real kiss on like a oh, date yeah. or something for him that's all they needed they would have built up his character all season given him sympathetic portrayal all season they could just shown one kiss on a date and he couldn't even muster that that's how pathetic he has been all season. You didn't see season one, but 
you've seen some um, um jake um, actually something. i will say for the listeners out there i'm so dedicated to the show that i rewatched season four and i watched season one of are you the one over thanksgiving break so i'm actually an expert i would say now <laughs> wow well then i assume you know right where i'm headed with this comparison yes i believe i do but ethan is our John. Well, except for John, for some reason, had girls all over him, which I didn't believe at all. I was like, this is the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen. This is totally planned by the producers or something, because why is anyone interested in this guy at all? I think so. So interestingly, season one, I think, didn't suffer quite as much from everyone being an Instagram model and that being a personality issue. But I think genuinely, there was a lot of just uninteresting people in the house. Yeah, it's not a good season, I would say. He was just like he was charismatic. Like kind of say what you want about John, but he was charismatic. <laughs> he wore he-, he wore like ninja headbands, I guess, and robes. <laughs> he 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 tried. Like there was earnestness, which I think so I think since it wasn't a house full of Instagram models where earnestness is sometimes looked down upon, it was just a a house full of like ever, average Joes. Whoever could be high earnest or high energy and earnest was gonna hold on that so season one you're saying the cast was dramatically less attractive is that what you guys are hinting at yes like significantly like i feel like i could have like i feel like i could have competed with all but like two guys for any girl on that on season one like it was kind of weird actually it was the first season that is interesting though the first season we watched was maybe the second season of like we're just going after instagram models and that's the cast hmm I like the Instagram models more. I think this this season honestly has probably been the best season for me, and I, I like the Instagram model dynamic. I like everyone just being shallow, and it actually makes the game more interesting because as we've seen this season, they don't go at all for their hearts. As much as the show tries to feed us, feed it to us, like you do have to play that way at some point because you know strategy doesn't do everything. But we've seen this season, and Michael is the perfect encapsulation of all of this. Yeah. But they just want to hook up with the other hot people. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, there's been like what, like three or four guys this season to get all of the attention. Yeah, Michael's like the the like we talked about the guy creating the lab. He is like the LeBron James. You know, all these years of we finally got our guy. Yes, like, this is this is what we want. <laughs> they would they would like ten Michaels every season, no doubt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know who if the, we had ten Michaels, this would be an amazing show. I don't I don't know who the woman the, the woman equivalent would be, but like I. They still still haven't found her. You know what I mean? We haven't found who that would be. Though Alexis might be the closest we've we've had so far. I mean, she's. I agree, Alexis. She's not shallow. She's not shallow enough. Yeah. Um, she definitely needs because Michael is a is a reality TV archetype. He's just younger and like uh, he's on Instagram. He's an Instagram model, obviously. So he's like he's on social media. He's just like a younger, modern version of a a very traditional like decades old reality tv archetype yeah so the girl would probably have to be a little like crazy instigate fights you know play into those stereotypes which alexis does like half of but alexis is is interesting because she's like half not that she's actually an intriguing person with a little depth to her but yeah i mean she murdered somebody with her cousin <laughs> so, okay <I'm> kidding <laughs> true don't want to slander alexis we have yet we might see her murder someone next week so we have some juicy previews that are entirely centered around Alexis oh, and Keith. Man. I saw Keith flipping so. some table or flipping some beds or something. I didn't get the whole recording in because, you know, we record it and the like that always cuts off the last like 20 seconds of the preview. Little insight. More, more insight into the behind the scenes of the pod today. 
<laughs> Explain your DVR, Nick. What oh, model sure. is it? How much space do you I have wish on I knew. it? I, I'll get back to you next week with those numbers, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week it looks like Alexis uh, mounts Michael, Keith sees, and then Keith sets her teddy bear on fire. <laughs> Damn it. I can't wait for this episode. Okay, anyway. We got back to this yeah. episode. What, we yep. still have time. We still have things to talk about, right? Well, wait, wait, wait. Oh, can please. I make a PSA, guys? I have it on my notes and all bold. And then we can move on. Um, I just want to, like, I want to put all of my credibility on the line right now. And there's a lot of it. So it's, like, almost unfathomable that I could lose it all. But I'm still going to, like, it's a gesture. You know, you, you appreciate that. Um, but I just want... <laughs> Cut that out. I just, I just want to tell the haters out there that Gilles' boobs are real. It was very evident to me this episode. I've been 50-50 back and forth all season. I've seen people talking about it. Gilles' boobs are real. <laughs> Sorry, Jake made a face there that he has to explain. Because I, I couldn't even read it. I'm not sure if he was skeptical of you making the call or skeptical of the call itself. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> Has this... Have we talked about this? What what prompted this? I've just seen people talking about Gilles' boobs. Like, I feel like whenever I'm on Twitter or whatever, like, in commercial breaks during the episode, I'm on Twitter. I'm just seeing what, what the, the average Joe out there thinks about the Sode, what they want to comment on. And I've just seen, like, quite a bit, like, a, a, a significant amount of talk about Gilles' boobs, about the authenticity of them. And, I mean... She has very nice boobs, which is a compliment. If you don't have fake boobs and people think they're fake, like that's like the best compliment you could get. Um, but I mean, I just saw some things this episode and um, I went through a breast augmentation phase God, when I was 17, 18 years old. I, people did a lot of research. Too much about you, I right? thought I was going to get into plastic surgery, <laughs> but I found out you had to take a lot of classes to be a plastic surgeon. So I didn't. I became an English major, And now I'm doing a podcast about Ari the One. <laughs> But the key, <laughs> the key here is I almost thought about becoming a plastic surgeon and I researched breast augmentation. And let me tell you, five years ago when I did this, stem cell breast augmentation was like just on the come up and it, it'll be here someday and we'll all have amazing boobs someday. Easy before our own cells will grow. But I think Jalessa's boobs are real. Just but we should it. also know, you know, do what you want to do with your body, right, Jake? Right, and Benji, I just think perhaps <laughs> I think perhaps you've confused some tweets about Gilles and uh, some tweets like they're definitely fake or those can't be real. You've misconstrued tweets about her eyelashes to being about her breasts. <laughs> Are concerned about them. I... I will not defend her eyelashes for a goddamn second. Those things are like hanging off of her eyelids. They aren't even like, I don't know how you apply fake eyelashes. That seems very scary to me and something I could never do. But hers are not applied well. I know that. I know nothing about fake eyelashes. <laughs> um, I, 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 the reason why Gilles' boobs were brought up, though, is because Clinton's hug, Clinton hugged them. Very specifically. Just the Adorable. <laughs> While Uche watched. What would you think of that, Jake? I mean, like, Clinton, who cares? I, You're not a fan of Clinton? No, I like Clinton. That's a hot take. Holy shit. Let's, be your let's take? make Jake connect. Yeah, dive in. <laughs> like Clinton said, 
Who cares? Should have started the podcast with that. Guys, I hate Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Clinton sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think Clinton and Gilles are a, a fine couple. I think they work. I don't know. I think Clinton would work with any of these women, though, so that's not fair. He's out of, I mean, yes. he's out of other leagues, so. You're, he's not doing anything to make you go Clinton and that person or that yeah. couple. Yeah, I get it. So uh, we mentioned it earlier, and I nearly got my head taken off for it, but uh, there was a truth to it this week. <laughs> Wait, what did, oh, Benji almost took your head off? Is that what you brought up earlier? <laughs> that, that's what you got mad at me for bringing up earlier. This is a that. testy podcast. There's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of grievances that need aired. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is what the listeners love, though. They love this. We're coming this off dynamic. rivalry weekend, and it's just like rivalry week on the pod. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Look, okay, hold on. Before we get to the truth booth, what? How did we get? Like, how did we get to the matches in the truth booth? How did we get to the couples, the dates? What was? Um, the, what was the game? We had a pretty fun game of trivia about girls, followed by Kerplunk. Kerplunk. Jake knew right Kerplunk, away. Kerplunk, I was trying to think of that all episode of what the game they were playing Jake, was. Kerplunk, Jake, a classic game. Yeah, Jake was like, Kerplunk. And then I was like, what's the, what's, what's the strategy in this? Like, I don't know. I'm like, but you knew the game. I mean, you didn't know the strategy. Because I was trying to figure out. Well, it's like a mix of like Jenga and something else. Yeah, I think I think in the actual Kerplunk, you can see inside the little the, the thing that contains the balls it's kind of a translucent plastic so yeah sure. no you can yeah yeah it's it, yeah and this you couldn't though so you were just pulling pulling sticks at random anyway is there anything you want to talk about in the actual game or just going to uh, the day they, they had three targets based on keith's picks for the matches two out of three uh we actually have done a pretty good job of not mentioning these spoilers but i think we're gonna get into it now since we're gonna get into the Oh, we're doing spoilers? Well, yeah. From here on, some of what we mentioned may include spoilers on who the perfect matches are. So tread carefully. I think up to this point, we've done okay. I think we've done a great job. Uh, but they went in. They're playing. They had three couples that Keith had picked for them as potential perfect matches. And two out of the three were correct. So they were doing okay going in in terms of being able to send some good couples in. Uh but because of that randomness, they didn't really know what they were picking or if the Kerplunk game was going to go their way. They also, a lot of the times, just didn't know the answer to the trivia about the girls in the house. So they had to get a little bit lucky, and they ended up getting a pretty strong couple according to the house. And as it turns out from the truth booth and the math, we know a pretty good couple in reality, Tyler and nicole yeah did you look did you look that up just now yeah <laughs> i couldn't remember first half of it i remembered it from the direction of nicole first and i couldn't remember it how many of the cast of the 22 cast members could you name without looking them up like could you get them all like if you said we were playing like on that 22 names that website like was it sparkle what's that website where you sparkle sure i'd probably get 18 it'll okay. just take a while and one of them wouldn't be alexis <laughs> <laughs> all right so tyler and nicole went on a date and tyler tyler and nicole i mean he's been pursuing her the whole season right like i well i think he's been not strongly pursuing anyone yeah. at least 
for the first few. He's weeks. been internally pursuing her. He's been thinking like how much he's into her. Like, yeah, he has not really been pursuing her, but he told like a couple of bros of his that he, he might think about going after her at some point eventually. <laughs> well, right. we do get <laughs> he Tyler becomes a more sympathetic figure this episode than say E Money, the Shad, or who's the other guy in their clique? Joe. Joe. Though I think Joe kind of has been trying. He just hasn't been. He's just been kind of sleazy about it. Um, Yeah. But Tyler becomes more sympathetic because he, he, it becomes evident this episode that he is legitimately just a shy guy. Like you could, it seemed like he legitimately had a crush on Nicole this season. He just didn't know how to go about it. You could tell on their date, like he finally asked to kiss her and he, he seemed, you know, nervous about it. And she nicely said yes. And they, they kissed. It was nice. Um, and so that makes him more sympathetic because I think I think that is something people can relate to, and that's a reasonable a reasonable personality type to have that would make you not participate in the show like it like you otherwise would. The other guys seem to be opting out more. Just I don't know. I to, I'm out on the fucking other guys, but yeah, they <laughs> they they were a perfect match, and even after they perfect matched in the in the little truth in the little truth booth, uh, Tyler even like immediately like want to like. Nicole jumped up on him and he didn't immediately like they didn't make out or anything. Like she kind of like force a kiss in. Like, yeah. He just he, he clearly isn't just his element, I guess. No, yeah, I don't think it is either. He'll do better in the um what's this the honeymoon suite, that's what they call it, right? In the show. Yeah. I was a little so after they these truth booth matches happen through the seasons that we've watched, there's always these big celebrations, like someone got married basically. I found this one a little lackluster. Yep. You know what I mean? I, it wasn't, uh, I don't know what was missing. Maybe it was a little too late in the season or I'm not sure. But yeah, I think there's, I was missing some, some action. I think there's a cloud of dread because even while cloud they were doing, of dread, <laughs> even <while they> were <laughs> doing the Jesus. So usually during these celebrations, they have this moment of toasting and like, we did it. We're going to do it. The whole time that it's just kind of tense because they realize, great, we have two ceremonies to get it perfectly right, and we know one for sure. Like, I think they just, everyone very quickly came to that realization. Whereas in the past, when you catch one like week four or week two, even one season, that kind of early match, all you're thinking is, wow, we're killing it. Wow, we got one. Wow, this is great. Yeah, we're doing a great job. Plus, this match, I mean, it's nice. It was a sweet little moment, but it wasn't like these two were, you know, throwing themselves at each other. It, it was like a, okay, it's sweet. But sometimes you get a couple of that they're like, wow, they they love each other kind of thing. And that's that probably elevates it a, a little bit too. Right. It was never like the, the couple's or like the couple of the house, you know, like the house was never thinking like, who's this, who's the strongest couple right now? Yeah. They never would have answered those two. Really. Like, I think Uche and Clinton would have had like, let's say they didn't get their truth booth until this week. I think that would have elevated the party too quite a bit. Right. People, people rooting for those kids. So the other thing I, I, I want to question production this week. If we want to move an inch forward because we did get a math up per se within the episode, which I think is kind of special. And Jake, I was thinking of you the whole time I was watching it. Um, but I, I do, I do question how they, they portrayed this to us both in the math up and the matchup in that they, 
they made Keith seem like an idiot, kind of, which is extremely, extremely, extremely possible. But I am going to make a dumb decision yeah. right now and say that Keith is not a total idiot. And I think the edit they gave us made it seem like Keith was saying this week, hey, 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 making all these promises. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. But I think his primary focus this week was to eliminate no matches and get more information for next week. Um, and they made it, you know, some people said, hey, we need to get five beams. But they, they gave us a lot of cuts of people saying, hey, we're going to get like eight beams this week. And yeah. they gave us like they gave us a lot of uh, quotes of that episode of people questioning Keith, uh, which makes me think that because they misled us quite literally almost this entire season, that Keith knows exactly what he's doing. He got all the information he needed this week. Um, and that maybe five beams is probably more helpful to them than getting seven or eight beams this week. And uh, they're going to get it next week, and they just gave us a bad edit to make uh, to build the drama. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, Keith, as we heard from Alexis, it's it's the smartest person Alexis has ever met. <laughs> so, I, I that's a, like such a, a you know important thing for me for me for my, like my belief in Keith too. So, an endorsement is the word I was looking for. Ring an endorsement, and uh, that makes sense though. And we'll see how it goes next week, obviously. But they. Because he specifically said we need five beams and we're good, or more, at least five beams. And I mean, that's what they got. So it just seems like other people were hoping for seven or eight. Jake was convinced they were getting to get a blackout. I don't know why he thought that. <laughs> he said it like two or three times while we were watching the episode. <laughs> I was like, no, they're not, Jake. I don't know what you're saying. You don't know who Alexis is. So, you don't even know what a blackout is. I don't even know what's happening. So... The reason is, one, I'm always going to suggest it while it's still possible, because that's what you hope for. You just, you hope for drama. But two, as soon as You hope Nick, for the cloud of dread to drop on everybody is what you're hoping for. Jake, you told us all the matches last week. You know what they are. Yeah, I know. Well, so, Nick dropped the hammer on the possibility of a blackout what? before, like, it, in, as we were sitting there watching, you defiantly said no. Uh <laughs> Before we knew, like, based on who had sat down, like, who had sat down together was still a blackout when he was saying, like, with 100% certainty that it was not. So that's why I was, I was goading him on. Were you being contrarian with what you're saying? Is well, that what you were doing? There would have been nothing sweeter than you being so confident that a blackout was not happening. trying to start fights with everybody in this podcast, <laughs> and it's going to happen. He tried to make himself look like the victim earlier. He is not the victim. I was the victim. Now Nick is the victim. Jake, you need to check yourself Jake before you wreck yourself. <laughs> anyway, they got five matches. People were mostly upset. We were told people were upset. Do you guys, do you guys think that they're going to get it? Yes. So they know they, by process of elimination, can figure it out. So that's the big thing is there's been a couple seasons in the past, and this is this is pointed out on ruthe.blogspot.com as well, which is our source for our numbers throughout the season, uh, that there have been seasons in the past where going into the final episode, the math didn't even know. So like if the cast had just sat there and tried stuff out and gone, would this have worked with week one? Would this have worked with week two? They couldn't have figured it out for sure. They can do that now. And they've been able to do that for a couple weeks. So I think they're going to pull it off, if only because they could figure it out for a couple weeks. Now yeah, that, I guess that's the way you do it. You just, you just 
you finally come to a decision and then you just be like, well, did it work this week? How many beams we've right. got? It's not that hard. It's 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 easier when you're starting with like three truth booth matches or multiple truth booth matches yeah. or whatever. But or and it's also easier when you have a blackout or stuff like that because you know some things right away to not go with. But they're in the point where they have only one truth booth match and zero blackout. So zero blackouts means they still have all their money available, but they don't have any of that automatic information of all these people aren't matches. One truth booth means they have very little truth booth information, but they have enough. They can just try stuff out and figure it out at this point. So even if just like, if they can get like four people that those four people together, they know, know who all sat together just get away from everyone else, not waste time, and just for an hour crunch through the possibilities, they'll figure it out. So I mm-hmm. think they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just you just sit down and do it, you'll you'll figure it out. If you can figure it out, you will. That's how you still have twenty two people. Someone will figure I it out. I think it takes also to not get it, you almost need a spoiler who goes against that rest of the house, as we have seen. Yeah. And this episode I thought they were positioning both the shad and e-money as potential spoilers but next week the girls are picking and honestly i think like the girls are just too level-headed like the girls this season are a million times more reasonable than the guys and the only girl i could see potentially screwing over anything is alexis but she's already like her being with keith after the no match is almost perfect for this because she's i mean she'll go along with anything and Keith seems to be the right. the most empirically minded one of the bunch. So, like in that sense, like her being with any no match she could possibly be in the house is perfectly set up right now. And every single one of the other girls just seems, even the ones that like um, Narice was kind of having misgivings about the strategy. But like, I don't see her really ruining the season. Right, and like Audrey and Shad, if they're going to be defiant, it's going to be in favor of each other. Yeah, and that I mean or, that's right somehow, but um, or and Kiana, like if Kiana was going to do something weird, it would be yep. to pick Michael, who is her match. So it, so it works out in their favor that they don't have anyone who's definitely going to spoil it. The one thing that I'm not so sure that they are willing to sit around and actually figure it out is when they sat around and figured out an option. Just they got to an option. It didn't take very long. Multiple people in the house were immediately like, all right, we got something figured out. Let's go drink. (laughs) Like, they very quickly came to that conclusion. So hopefully that was just like an edit and they were there longer or it's not the last week, so they're not as concerned. But they're going to need to crunch it out. They can do it. They can figure it out. But they're going to need to actually put some work in. I assume they realize that. But, I I mean, it's... They're living in a house in a, a fake wonderland for a few weeks. It fake can be tricky to figure it all out. Yeah. And our time with them in that wonderland <laughs> is going to be coming to a close pretty soon. Wait, don't so change it to a look, wonderland Jake. after you said it was a fake <laughs> wonderland not 10 seconds ago. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Our time in this world. With Are You the One? Season 6 is going to be coming to an end soon. But we've got at least one more episode of the show and one more episode of Am I the Only One? So join us next week as we finish out this season. <laughs> <laughs>